Um, and another thing is gratitude. Um, I think that's really important um, and that's really helped me. If you think about all the things that you're lucky to have, I know I'm lucky to live in the house I live in, to get an education, to have so many amazing family members and friends. And so if you think about all the things that you're lucky to have, then that, that can help you get through things. Two, one. This Kid Life! Hello and welcome to This Kid Life. This Kid Life. This Kid Life. This Kid Life. I'm Jennifer Macy. This Kid Life. This Kid Life is a podcast for kids brought to you by the Sydney Opera House, where kids talk to us about big ideas. This Kid Life. Woo! Today, we're talking about... Resilience. 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 But first, let me introduce you to our panel of experts. You'll hear them pop up during this episode, so let's go and meet them. Hi, I'm Chella and I'm 11. Hello, my name is Travis and I'm 10 years old. My name is Jolene and I'm 10 years old. Hi, I am Richard and I am 10 years old. My name is Nia and I'm 11 years old. Hello, my name is Suzanne and I'm 10 years old. My name's Kevin and I'm 12 years old. I'm Sophia and I'm 10 years old. My name is Lily and I am 11. My name is Charlotte and I'm 7 years old. Hi, my name is Zoe and I'm 11 years old. Hi, my name is Isabel and I'm 11 years old. Hi, my name is Lachlan and I'm 9 years old. Hi, I am Sarah and I'm 10 years old. And today's topic is a big one. What happens if you lost a parent suddenly? How do you get over something like that? Do you ever get over it? And do you have to? And how do you build resilience to give you the strength to face all of life's challenges, big or small? Today, we're going to meet Grace, whose father died when she was just 10 years old. She'll share her recipe for building resilience, and she describes how she and her mum came up with a unique way of keeping his memory alive, by creating and acting in a web series called Amazing Grace. Where are you now that I miss you? Hi, I'm Grace. When I was 10, my dad died. Now, whenever I get stuck, I think of what he would do. It helps. Yep, you guessed it, that's Grace singing. She also composed the theme music for her own web series. Amazing. Ah, you have stage fright. Maybe I should tell them I can't go on. No, 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 nerves can mess with you, make your throat feel like it's closing up. Another thing that we can do to help us relax is to imagine that the audience are all in their undies. What? Yep, no, keep going with the tongue twisters. Baggy, (laughs) saggy. Reg Grundies. Hi, I'm Grace and I am a part of the Amazing Grace web series and I am from Sydney. This Kid Life sat down with the star, creator and composer of the Amazing Grace web series to talk about resilience and acting in your own show. So Amazing Grace is based on my life. Uh, I lost my dad in 2014 when I was 10 years old, so that was very sudden. Um completely out of the blue and um, really early on I started to lose memories of him Uh, and so we decided that the best way to remember him and celebrate my dad was by creating this web series which uh, kept his memory alive and shared advice with me that he would have if he could be here. I don't have any surefire methods for conquering stage fright. But even if you go out on that stage and you end up sounding like a... 
constipated wombat. I happen to know that you are a beautiful girl with a lovely voice, and that's not going to change. I mean, if you want to go out there and sound like a constipated wombat, then I will support that choice. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you take that approach of a web series? Because other people would have, you know, planted a tree or put a plaque on a on a park bench. Why did you Why did you decide to go down this route? Well, we took this approach because my dad was a actor and a screenwriter. So, being in the industry, we thought the best way to share his stories was through um through this web series so what's it like playing yourself on tv and having an actor play your own dad that must be weird right yes it's very difficult to be yourself it's so hard to be natural um it is a version of myself it's not exactly me um so yes it's yeah it's it's difficult (laughs) that's for sure and it's also a version of your dad too, because obviously an actor is playing your dad. How, like, how close did Ben get, do you think, the, uh, the actor playing your dad? Ben Wood got the tone of my dad like almost spot on. He, first of all, he looks a lot like my dad. Um, you can compare photos and they look very similar. But um, yeah, well, we, we met him, of, of course, before we started filming and we discussed um, my dad with him in great detail so he could get an idea of who, who my dad was um, and he really inhabited him, I thought. I remember the first dish I ever made. Right? I wanted to impress my friends with something fancy so I found this recipe for pineapple dip and I made that. How was it? It was this, like, fluoro, yellow colour and it tasted totally disgusting and I made buckets of it. It must have been really hard for her to lose her dad, but when she thinks of him being there, giving her the advice, when it's actually her mind, is really cool. It must have been really heartbreaking for her dad to pass away, especially at a young age, like 10 years old, but the memories still stay, which helps her get over the um, scenarios where she's a little scared or nervous. Uh, she doesn't let the fact that her father, uh, dad died, bring her down. If, and instead she uses those memories to make her happy instead of sad. I think she does miss her dad because she is remembering him. And usually when you don't really want to remember someone or don't really remember, you don't really, like, remember. And she's imagining that, um, that he's there to help her and everything will be all right. I think that it would be heartbreaking for her in the beginning, but it wasn't that much anymore because her dad is still alive in her mind. She normally would get her, um, like, tips from her dad, and now that she's doing it herself because her dad passed away, um, it's inspiring and it can help a lot of people. I think um, that she is resilient and because she is thinking about happy moments, not sad moments. I mean, I like being with my friends, but... But? I'm homesick. I miss Mum. And I want to be in my own bed. How did you come up with the ideas for each episode? Well, um, some of them were problems I'd, I'd encountered, um, like the sleepover, because I get very homesick. Um, and others were problems that my friends were facing. Like the dare is actually based on um, 
on a friend who was dead at her birthday party to jump into her backyard pool and her birthday's in the middle of winter. Are you kidding? You're not actually going to jump in, are you? I don't want to, Dad. Neither would I. It looks cold and really not a very good idea. But I have to. Why? Um, so yeah. it kind of addressed problems that I knew Mum and I knew my age group were facing. And is that something that you do in real life, is to imagine what your dad would say in those situations? Absolutely. Um, I actually have a locket that I wear. I've worn it for three in, three years now every day. Um, and basically I, I just hold it sometimes and I, I, I imagine conversations I would have with him, particularly around exams and assessments. I get really nervous and I just imagine him giving me support and... Yeah, it's really helpful. Even though her father passed away, the memories of him, like, giving her her advice are, are making her more confident and more calm when it comes to, like, scary situations. It's about her um, conquering challenges that she has to face and um, being creative and thinking of her own advice without her dad there, telling her everything. I think it's about being confident but not being too confident because overconfidence is not a good thing. Why? Because then you might try to do a really hard parkour jump and then you might fall and hurt yourself really badly. Mm. I love how inspiring this is because it helps her but it can also help other children that are most of us have like stage fright. The web series Amazing Grace is a way of keeping the memory of Grace's dad alive, but she says that the grief never really goes away. Grace says part of being resilient is living with the sadness. Moving on from something is a myth. I, I believe you can move forward and you can keep on going, but I'm never going to stop missing or loving my dad because he's my dad. So, um, yeah, that just that just can't happen, but... Yeah, there's there's a way that you can remember them and still enjoy your life and not have to push away all those feelings and emotions. How do you think people should talk to kids about death or what do you think people should be talking about? I think it's really important to be open. The other big reason why Grace wanted to make this web series is to help open up the conversation to kids to talk about death, grief and resilience and topics that kids don't normally get to talk about. I think avoiding the topic just only makes things worse. Bottling up feelings is no way to deal with it. Um, And the more open you can be, even if it does cause upset and, and lots of really raw emotions, it's the best way to express your feelings and expressing your feelings is really, really crucial, I think. Do you think people have found it difficult to talk about death and dying? Yeah, uh, definitely. I've, I think um, lots, of, lots of students and teachers at my school didn't know how to deal with me, particularly for the first year. I m- was more than happy to talk about my dad. In fact, that was the best way for me to keep his memories alive and um, to share stories at, um, at recess and lunch with my friends. And they, afterwards they would be like, oh, Grace, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then they would stop talking about their dads as well because they thought it would just make me upset. So, yeah, they, they, there's topics that they avoid. And so I, I, and I, try to, I try to tell them that I don't want to be treated any differently and I, try, I guess I try to prove that to them in some ways as well now. It, it is hard. People don't know what to say in the situation, do they? Yeah. Um, 
yeah and and people and people have the best intentions they 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 want to do the right thing by you but because it's such a taboo subject they yeah they don't know what to say and so people like very soon after dad died asked how are you and that's a really hard question to answer at that time because you don't know what you're meant to say because of course you're really upset I mean you've lost someone who was an integral part of your life and you're you're never going to have them back so what are you meant to say? Grace is not alone in losing someone very close to her. One of the kids on our panel has also had to say goodbye to a loved family member. I think my parents are resilient because my mum, her parents passed away and my dad, um, his, my grandma passed away and, yeah, it's just hard. I miss my grandma. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jolene went outside with her teacher for a little bit and then joined the panel again when she was feeling better. But it raised lots of discussion in the panel about feelings and the importance of letting your emotions out. Her grandmother must have been a really big part of her life and I understand that because my grandmother was also a very big part of me and if she were to go, I think I'd be very, very sad. I think she didn't feel that you made her cry like because she decided to talk about it herself and she just felt sad when you do things like crying about like missing someone or laughing because you're remembering all the good memories it makes you feel better after when it's all done it makes you like all your emotions have been released and you don't have to hold them in front of your friends and family yeah like if you're holding them in and like trying to be happy or being optimistic to something that is actually sad, it's actually like breaking you down slowly and making you like you lose concentration to your main thing that you're doing. I can relate to her when my grandfather died and when that happened I just took the little things that had like a lot of um, nostalgia and I took them home and I still have them to this day and it helps me remember them. But what sort of things? It sounds a little silly but it was like a little biscuit jar that he had that when we always used to go to his house we always used to have tea and we always used to eat biscuits from that jar. And now where is the jar? It's at home in my cupboard and every time I want biscuits with my tea I have the same ones that he had at his house. I always remember him and that he would be happy that I still have it. Then the conversation turned to other big knocks in life, which luckily for some kids had so far only happened in the classroom. I guess uh, when I failed a test, (laughs) I got a really bad mark. What test? Um, I think it was last year maths test. Oh, my God. It was out of 100... And I think I got like 75. That's that's not a fail. That's pretty good. Three quarters. That's a fail in my life. <laughs> so, because you're very, very talented. I have very high standards. Yes, you have high expectations of yourself. So, how did you bounce back from that? Um, Study. <laughs> study more, get them right next time. <laughs> <laughs> you did another math test and you got it all correct. 
That's how he bounced back. <laughs> Grace also knows what that feels like. I so know that feeling. Like you, you've, there's almost a sense that you've worked so hard and you feel like you, you should have gotten that mark. But yeah, but that sense of disappointment is really hard. I know I've, I've had that with some exams when you think you did really well, but you didn't do quite as well as you would have hoped. So what is Grace's best recipe for building resilience? Well, I think an important thing to learn, and it's really difficult and I found it really hard to learn, is um, you you have to accept your situation or accept failure um, because it's going to happen, it's inevitable. It might not be your fault or maybe there was something you could have changed, but whatever happened, hopefully you can learn something from it. Um, and another thing is gratitude. Um, I think that's really important um, and that's really helped me. If you think about all the things that you're lucky to have, I know I'm lucky to live in the house I live in, to get an education, to have so many amazing family members and friends. And so if you think about all the things that you're lucky to have, then that, that can help you get through things too. But be brave with food, OK? Food brings people together and makes them happy. Can you describe someone else in your life who's resilient? Definitely my mum. Absolutely my mum is the most resilient person uh, you could ever meet, I reckon. Um, Yes, (laughs) I'm so proud of her. And you still struggle every day, even when you lose someone. And so it's still always going to be hard. But yeah, she's so great and is so positive and tries to make the best of life and everything for me. So yeah, couldn't do anything without her. Your dad... Was a great cook and a big show off. <laughs> Whenever I cook, I think of him. You'd be happy to know that. <laughs> Do you think he'd be proud of the web series? I I think he would be. Um, hopefully, he likes his interpretation. Um, but I I think he would because Ben Wood is younger and taller than my dad. So I mean, he'd be happy about that. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think he'd be proud. I think he'd be mainly proud of my mum because she's done so much for the web series and, yeah, I think she's incredible and so I think he'd be proud of her too. So do our panel of experts have any tips about building resilience? Resilience is all about being strong and not letting something that's, like, hurting you put you down. Like how strong you are and how much you can take it, just, like, ignore it and just try and, like, shut it out and be positive and just... Yeah. Um, my auntie, she said to me, like, when I was I was getting a bit bullied at school and stuff and I was feeling down, My she said, like, she was using a metaphor, like, you're a duck, don't let it ruffle your feathers. And also, if you get water on it, just push it off and you can bounce back from anything that really happens just as long as you have a growth mindset, a good mindset. Water off a duck's back. <laughs> um, well, my mum, she had, like a migraine and she lost all movement from the neck down she couldn't even move her fingers like or her toes or anything she couldn't do anything without help and she bounced back and now she's all better and so how did you bounce back um I feel like it changed the way I think of the world because I feel like you only have one chance in life and you just got to make the most of it because who knows tomorrow you might not be able to walk or something so you've got to make the best in life yeah, um, the thing that makes me feel better is, like, talking to my friends and stuff about it. And then, like, when they start to make a joke about it, it's actually really funny because 
The thing about it is like it's not that big and which makes it funnier. To to laugh and to feel good. I have three things that sum my life. Food, my iPad and slime. It's all I need um, to make me happy. I really like sketching because whenever I'm down, I just sketch a picture of like whatever I'm down about and then I just laugh at it. For example, I'm afraid of heights. So I normally just draw like a big building or me looking out of a window and then I rip it up and throw it in the bin. I really enjoy talking to my friends and um, also making them laugh and also having um, a good time playing with each other. Before we go, we're going to leave you with a super easy recipe for a cake that cures all feelings of blue and is especially tasty when you fail that maths exam. Just a little warning, do this with the help of your grown-ups, of course. I mean, you can let them lick the bowl. Hello, my name is Herbie and I'm six years old. Almost seven. Boiled chocolate cake. Two cups of sugar, two cups of water, four tablespoons of cocoa, one teaspoon of baking soda, 250 grams of butter, four large eggs, three cups of self-raising flour. Grease one 20 centimetre cake tin. Place all ingredients except eggs plus flour, well, eggs and flour, into a large saucepan and bring to boil while stirring gently. Then beat the eggs light, lightly, then add to a cooled chocolate mixture. Sift in flour, slowly stir well. Bake at 180 degrees for one hour or in, until the cake skewer comes out clean. Thanks, Herbie. That's all for this episode of This Kid Life, a podcast for kids produced by the Sydney Opera House. If this issue has brought up any stuff or feelings for you that you want to talk about, you can call the Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800. That's 1800-55-1800. But that number only works in Australia. If you want more information about shows and activities for kids at the Sydney Opera House, go to our website. The executive producer is Bridget Van Leuven. Dom Evans is our audio engineer. Sam Arms is the production assistant. And Peter Descent composed our theme song. A special thank you to Grace Truman and her mum. You can find the latest episodes of the Amazing Grace web series on YouTube. So go and check them out. Thank you also to our panel of experts at Lansvale Public School and Bulleye Public School. And thank you to Herbie for the cake recipes. For more information about the amazing shows and events for kids at the Sydney Opera House, go and have a look at our website. I'm Jennifer Macy. Thanks for joining me and see you next time at... <laughs>